Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. And by the time this episode is out, you will probably be finding me at either Shakers or the Penthouse Nightclub in Vancouver, BC. Um, what is happening later, lately? I took a little break from recording. Um, of course, people would not have noticed because there's no actual like breaks on the show. But sorry, my voice is a little bit scratchy. And this is my first time recording in a few weeks. So I hope I'm not as rusty as I think I am. <laughs> I'm feeling like really self-conscious right now. <laughs> So, but um, this episode, of course, is not about me. Um, although I am a sex worker myself, um, I am a stripper, as I mentioned. I'm also a content creator and a former sugar baby. And I bring this show on every single Sunday for the past couple of years to provide a better understanding about our industry, the sex industry, um, the workers that are in it. Sex workers, I feel like we're so misunderstood a lot of the time, and there is just a vast majority of us out there, and I feel we all have very, very, very different stories to tell than what's being told in the media or in society. So I bring different people on every week from different corners and facets of the sex industry to really provide a transparent approach and also a a way to humanize sex workers too, because I feel like a lot of people just objectify us or we're just seen as novelties and whatnot. So that's just a little bit about the show and also why I do it because it's what I think is a really important work. And this week is no different. I am bringing on a very special guest who I actually got to meet in person. Um, When was this? Yeah, yay! This is back in (laughs) April. I met this week's guest at the Why Not reunion back when I was in Tempe uh, in Arizona. And it was just such a fun little meeting there because um, I know we were talking off air, but I'm also an anxious person. And Princess Snow Angel, who is a wonderful cam model, came up to talk to Cactus Cutie and I and introduce ourselves. And we just hit it off and started talking. And now she is finally on the show after many, many months. And also because I lost my voice and having to reschedule and all this stuff, she is finally here with me today. And I cannot wait to dig into everything that we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to try my best to encompass everything that she would like to speak about, which is navigating relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm also talking about navigating friendships. What happens when you lose your friends when they find out you're a sex worker? What about your family? What happens when you get doxxed? How do you overcome anxiety? Dealing with isolating – I mean, the isolation of sex work itself. These are all all parts of Snow – Princess Snow Angels. That's really long. Can I call you Snowy? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If it's going to be too much of a mouthful, yeah, no problem. Anything's good. Princess, snowy angel. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, this is all part of Snowy's story, and which we'll get into shortly. Um, But before I officially introduce her into the show, um, I'd love to just quickly shout out the Patreon subscribers that are on the top tier who get to actually watch this video exclusive. And I'm telling you, (laughs) you need to subscribe because – Snowy's setup is freaking psychedelic and so cool. And your makeup and just euphoria style makeup, everything is just crazy. And like all the alien like plushies in the bag. You got a little cupcake person in the back too. Just super fun. There's a lot of things going on. <laughs> Total party room. I mean, you got to check it out. Join her Patreon and see all the fun. All the fun, <laughs> exactly. And basically, I mean, if you want to help su- support the show, I do the show for free every single week uh, for the past two and a half, almost three years now, actually. Um, so any little bit helps, and it's as low as the price of a coffee. Um, but there's different tiers that you can check out. But shout out to uh, Snoo Snoo. We have Justin Erickson, Arup Sarkar, and Jay Sunsern, who are all on the top tier. Um, feel free to check it out. It's patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. Anyways, back to Princess Snow Angel. Um, gosh, I mean, you're, you're an amazing cam girl, cam model. Um, tell us about the content that you do, what clips you like to make, 
all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. So um, I would say one of my top um, types of content that I make is um, like anal content, mm-hmm. like solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a gaping professional, I call myself. <laughs> Because I can definitely like my ass can pop open and it can tighten right back up. So um, and needless to say, when I was listening to your podcast, all the anal specialty ones, I'm like, oh, I got to get some new tips. So I was all about that. Amazing. And I still am. <laughs> and then also, um, I'm very flexible. So um, I can lick my feet. Um, I can put my legs behind my head. So people love to see like flexibility shows that I do, whether it's just stretching my body or somersaulting with dildos in me. So, um, hey, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How did you even, like, find out that you were great at this kind of stuff? Like, and we are going to go into the origin story later, but, like, just this stuff is so niche. (laughs) Yes. um, Part of it was um, this – more of my flexibility was just getting in better shape during the pandemic, actually. Really? Um, I started, like – yeah, I started working out more. I started doing, like, yoga And so when I realized I could like move my body in certain ways, I'm like, wait a minute, let me try this. So I'd put like, say my legs behind my head. I'm like, let me keep going. And I still had the dildos and I'm like, okay, flip. I'm like, wait, I just did that. I'm like, I got to do it again. So I put my camera on, I started filming it. And I'm just like, yeah, this is too fun. I'm like, and I think I'm getting exercise too. This is my new workout routine. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't think that anyone else can say that they had a better workout routine during the pandemic. (laughs) Yes. I mean, yeah, totally fun. And I mixed both, you know, business with pleasure, put on my camera and just go for it. And that video is one of my most sold on, I think, clips for sale. So Amazing. (laughs) Okay. Wait, just random before we start getting into everything. But when you're doing a somersault and like just being super flexible, because I'm flexible too, but not, I don't think I'm that flexible. (laughs) But like, does anything ever pop out? Like when you have a dildo on you, does do they ever like fall out sometimes or like? Sometimes. There was one time, it was the one that was in my pussy. It fell on my face when I was going back and I'm like, ow. I'm like, whatever, the show must go on. So I just went like forward again. Because <laughs> it was during one of my live cam shows I was doing this one. I'm like, it's okay, guys. I'm like, the show must go on. <laughs> I'm just trying to like picture this right now and I just like can't stop smiling. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's quite the visual, I will say. And especially when I go in the front and I see those close-ups with the camera after, I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I'm like, ah, this is great. (laughs) So I love doing those. I have too much fun. Um, I love doing a lot of like outdoor photo shoots as well. My boyfriend's an excellent photographer. So um, we'll go out to different spots um, in our area and um, I'll dress up or I'll do like nude photo shoots and then film something while we can, mm-hmm. while it's secluded out there, yeah. you know. <laughs> Our most recent one, I literally just finished and then a car came right as I got dressed and everything. We're like, wow, what timing. <laughs> there's like some, like there's like that rush though, like that like adrenaline rush too. Where you're like, oh my God, is someone coming in? Like, <laughs> Right, though. Yeah, I kind of love that. So that's why I do it, too. Super fun. Yeah. Well, I I know that the audience is just dying to know, you know, how you got into sex work and just hearing your story, too. And, like, your story, there, there are multiple parts to it. So we're just going to yeah, try yes. to go into it. I'm going to let you take the floor here because I really want you to share your story, and I think it's so important I feel like a lot of people can or may have been able to relate to your story as well. So where do we begin? (laughs) Well, okay. Let's go back to the end of 2016. Literally, you know, like Christmas went by, we had the new year. It's during that month. And of course, like during that month, usually some people can get more like financially stressed than normal. And this, it was a combination of like not being able to afford gifts for my family for the holidays. And also just my car was breaking down. It got to the point where I couldn't even drive it to work. So I had to get like rides to work and stuff. My boyfriend recently lost his job. So we were really struggling. We didn't know what to do. But um, previous to that, in the summer, we kind of just went on Chatterbait for fun. We would cam together just because we were kind of exhibitionists. We liked to do it when we could, when we had the time off. Yeah. So we kind of thought about that. We're like, wait a minute, like 
people make money on Chatterbait. I'm like, why don't we try to do that? Like, I think you would do better off solo. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you try by yourself and see how it goes? I'll set up all of your, you know, technical equipment. So my boyfriend did that. He made sure, you know, I had a decent setup. My camera looked good and my sound was good because I had no idea really. Yeah. You know, (laughs) most of the time it's kind of just trial and error when you're by yourself. I was lucky to have him that he knew about all of that. So once I got the setup, the first month of December, I was making double what I made at my banking job. Wow. And I was working at the bank for a good year. And my raise, even still, even when I recently got a raise, it was nothing compared to what I was making on Chatterbait. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, why should I, you know, work two jobs? I can just cam and totally focus on this and make this a career for myself. Because, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. It was just, it was so fun. I loved being able to dress up. I actually was complimented for my thick eyeliner. Whereas (laughs) when I was working at the bank, they were like, can you tone down your makeup, please? (laughs) Or, oh, your skirt is too short. It looks too party-ish. That's what they would say. (laughs) To give you some background, I lived in a small town with 2,000 people. And they were all very religious. Mm -hmm. Um, They would have, like, awards for the bank at the church. And they would mix it with like the church night. So like, yeah, they were very, very in close corners like that and very uh, close minded, I'll say. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they would. (laughs) With 2000, I knew too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like everyone's either either you fit in or they're talking behind your back. And I was the one where they're talking behind my back. I mean, I stuck out like a sore thumb there. Everyone else, like they didn't even wear makeup. I was the only one who wore makeup really. So it was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So this is crazy. So like a couple things here. So wait, first thing I want to ask, did did you and your boyfriend ever end up going on cam at all? Or it was just like, you know what? I think you'll, you'll be better at this. Just go ahead and do it. He tried with me once and he said he kind of, he felt uncomfortable being live and knowing like anybody could say anything at any time. He's like, you know what? I'll film with you, but you do the live stuff. Mm. He's like, you know, he's like, I enjoy that more. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, you know what? That makes more sense, whatever you're comfortable with. Plus um, when we film, like he's great at setting up. Like when we both film together, we have a GoPro now, so he can just stick it on himself and we can do point of view shots. It's great. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so fun. So yeah. Yeah. So basically, this is back in December 2016. You're kind of juggling both camming and your baking job and you're just wondering, okay, like why am I kind of like wasting my time? (laughs) Well, maybe not wasting your time, but like you're not – you're making double of what you're making at the bank. Um, Right. Yeah. Like when – were there any events that kind of led up to you fully quitting your vanilla job at the bank? Um, in order for you to fully embark on your camming and sex work journey? It happened um, after the new year. Basically, I'm one of those types where I'm thinking about like, you know, my goals, what do I want for this year? I'm that type of person. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I had always wanted a change from working at the bank anyway. I knew it wasn't like my dream job. And I initially wanted to go into something where I could be more creative and express myself. Well, hello, camming is totally all those things. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? This is a no brainer. I'm like, if I'm making double eat just from working nights, imagine what I could do during the day. If I had my days where I could plan on like, maybe I could find other sites to work on. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I just need to figure out how to leave the bank because it was an anxiety ridden thing for me. Yeah. I was there for two years. I was one of their youngest employees and they were envisioning me growing to be the manager eventually. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I was really good. I was one of the most efficient people. If someone like slacked on doing something, I was right there and I did it. Yeah. Because it's like if I'm there anyway, I'm like, I'm not going to be lazy. I'll work. I'll put in my best effort. Yeah even if I love the word. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically I was like, oh, this is going to be tough telling them. But I'm like, you know what? In the contract, it says you can resign whenever you you want. (laughs) You know, that's how it goes. I wasn't like, oh, you have to finish here. So my boyfriend's like, just do it. He's like, just tell them. He's like, once you do, you're going to feel a lot better and we can really plan the stuff you actually want to do with camming and like Mm -hmm. growing as a camper. Exactly. So I'm like, I just need to do it. 
So I remember it was a day in January. And of course, my assistant manager was the one who was driving me to the bank. So that made it awkward oh in its own. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I drove me to work because I didn't have my car fixed yet. That was a whole other ordeal after that. But <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to tell her in the car. I was just like pretending like, oh, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> so we go in. And I do like the night deposits. After I'm done with them, I go into the manager's office. I'm like, I need to tell you something and it's not going to be easy. And I said, um, I'm going to be leaving. I need to resign. I found another job that pays better. They're like, what? They're like, you never told us about this. When was this? When did this happen? Overnight? I'm like, well, it's actually been something I've been working on the past month. And I basically just told them I was like a social media influencer for a fashion company mm -hmm. just so they weren't like all parent they're like oh really like so what company they're like are you sure that this is safe they're like has has your have your parents checked this out they're like i don't know if this is something you really should be doing like it seems like you could be getting scammed did you get a paycheck from these people yet wow. they could be just trying to you know get pictures of you in outfits and that's it i'm like no, I'm like, it's legitimate. I'm like, I have a paycheck and stuff, you know? But then it was like, throughout the time I said I was leaving, I had to put in two weeks, right. like yeah, finish out my two weeks. Right. Literally the whole time I was getting like backlash for leaving, like, oh, well, you know, the like it was like, oh, the model can take care of that. Like they would say different oh things like behind my back oh my or like, you know, you sure you're going to be OK after this? You know, we're always here if you want to come back and, you know, you lose your paycheck. Like they would just insinuate wow. again, like I'm getting scammed. My job that I'm going into isn't real and I'm being naive and stupid. That's, That's so what I had to deal with. Basically, the last two weeks I was working there, oh God. they were not supportive at all. No. Then, of course, the. The other teller I worked with, she's like, oh, it's going to be fun doing these night deposits all alone tomorrow or in a few days. It was like, that's crazy. That's not my fault. No. Yeah. It sounds like they're and almost it's like, like it's guilt tripping you to like try to make you stay. I'm like, that has the opposite effect. And it sounds like they're just creating a really toxic environment for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you'd think I'd try to finish out my two weeks like happily and, you know, maybe they could get a new hire that's just as good as me. Like I could be an influence, but no, I'm just like basically getting <laughs> taken advantage of and made fun of the last two weeks. <laughs> that's so shitty. But like, I mean, good for you for quitting. Like, were you anxious at all? Were there any, were you nervous at all in terms of like, am I going to make enough money to survive? Am I going to be able to make ends meet or was that not a concern at that at that time? It it wasn't a concern at that time just because, I mean, I had a lot of like, I'll call them like huge tipping fans from the start. Um, one of them even sent me a gift. He's like, wow. oh, he's like, I'm because he was in Hawaii. He's like, is there anything you've ever wanted from Hawaii? I'm like, a coconut bra. I'm like, yes. I've always wanted one of those. He's like, let me send you a gift package. That was within like the first two weeks of being on Chatterbait. I had this fan. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And then like that first month too, it was always every time I went on at night, I would do like my main like, you know, tip goal show. Then I would get private shows mm -hmm. on Chatterbait, which were kind of rare for other people. But I would get them nonstop wow. for like three hours and then I was done. It was great. Oh, my gosh. So like <laughs> so, you had a pretty like – I mean, that first month just sounded super exciting. Like, was it was the content that you were making back in that first month, back in that first year, was that really different than the content you do now? Or is it just like trial and error-ish? Or like, can you remember that? Time? <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely can. I even remember um, after I got home from the bank, um, we filmed a custom video, me and my boyfriend did. It was one of the first ones we did. And I remember I was like, not as comfortable around the camera as I am now. I was like, when I was like stuffing my panties, I'm like, do I look good? I'm like, should I just look directly? And it was like, <laughs> yeah. But then I was just like, let me, and then I thought in my head, I'm like, I'll just act sexy. But I wasn't looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, I got used to that in time. And I got more confident just being able to like do my thing and just know the camera is my main focal point. That's where I always look and it doesn't like intimidate me as badly. Totally. Before we hop <laughs> so. back into your story, like, were you like in terms of, um, 
um, like the confidence that you mentioned, was that something you always had or was that something that you just grew with practice or that's something that came or tell us about that? It definitely started building up over time, especially um, as I got into camming more, like as the months went by, um, because there were a lot of other things that I was dealing with, like feeling like, you know, I wasn't good enough that started changing is like I realized you know I had fans and also like other cam girls were noticing me and like giving me compliments and I noticed like other models would follow me and there wasn't like just a jealousy train it was like a supportive train and I never had that before so I was like wow this is great it made me feel good and that like I could put myself out there in more situations mm -hmm. um even over the years as the years went by like my femdom became more popular mm -hmm. I think part of that too is because um I've always felt like I could kind of like be an actress so putting myself in a more like you know dominant role especially people like seeing me go from like being cute and sweet to like super bratty <laughs> so that's kind of like my thing now I'll do that to kind of shock people yeah. So um, that's been great. And being able to like form these ideas, I think um, just like being part of the industry has kind of helped me with like, you know, it gets my creativity and like my dirty mind going. Oh, absolutely. I'm <laughs> constantly inspired by people in our community. And I'm just like, someone thought about that? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and it's something I've never been exposed to before, especially you got to think. I basically grew up in a town with like 2000 people. So like, then I discover I'm like, wow, there's all this and like, oh, look at the aesthetic she's wearing. I'm like, could I do that? You know? So it's just cool. I love that <laughs> for you. I mean, it, I, I'm still intrigued to hear about the rest of your story too and just like to see like how you're growing throughout your journey. So tell us about after the bank, after you quit, what was that trajectory like for you? Were there any challenges or struggles or like was it all like just onwards and upwards trajectory or like what was going on at the point? It was definitely a mix. I mean, at times where it was like, say, me and my boyfriend, you know, we're home on a weekday and I get to cam and then afterwards we get to spend time together. It was like perfect. It's like, you know, this is like a dream. Like, I never thought I would be able to like, you know, just work for a few hours, really enjoy what I do. Then we get to spend time together, you know. Um, and because of that, too, it was nice because I'm like, oh, you know, we can hang out with our friends more. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was great. Um so, you know, one of my really close friends at the time, um, who was also friends with, um, not my younger brother, I'll just say I have two brothers. One of them is my half brother, who I'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, this is like the middle brother. Okay. Um, he was friends with this girl. So, um, like, they came over once, and um, he was kind of the first one to know about it. Okay. Um, and he was just like, oh, he's like, oh, I won't say anything. He's like, um, but do you worry about, like, what other people like other guys seeing like it could be just anybody it's like well sometimes I don't see the screen and either way I'm like it doesn't really phase me yeah I'm like you don't have to worry I'm like I'm very comfortable with what I do and the fact that he knew that it was all like I consented and I was cool with it like he was fine mm -hmm. so um but my other friend this girl she was kind of just like oh and she kind of um she didn't talk about it then but when she came over like the next day like by herself she had all sorts of questions she's like oh so she's like she's like so um she's like you basically go on and perform like a show and you like get naked i'm like yeah i'm like it's fun she, i'm like would you want to try it with me She's like, hmm. She's like, I don't know. She's like, I might have a friend who could be interested, though. Oh. And she's like, but yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that would be great. I'm like, I would love to be able to, like, talk to her more. Um, and she's like, well, what site are you on? I'm like, I'm on Chatterbait. And she's like, okay, yeah. So I guess, like, I never got to meet her friend. They just ended up, like, watching me indirectly, mm. I guess. Okay. And then after that, I kind of kept asking them, like, do you guys want to hang out? I'm like, I can tell you more about this. And they're just like, oh, no. Oh. Like, they kind of just, like, Dropped stopped it. talking to me. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, that same girl, she hit me up again just to, like, get a laptop out of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was kind of more just at that point. She's like, oh, well, you know, you have an old laptop you're not using. Because I told her about all this equipment I got. She's like, can I have that? It's mm -hmm. like sure, I'll give you my old laptop, but I don't really want to, you know, talk to you much. Totally. Because it was like, she asked all this information, but then at the same time, 
she tells her friend then really doesn't want much to do with me. No, yeah, that just seems like a really bizarre situation. I'm still not really understanding that whole, like, what was her motive behind that? Like, it just seems right. bizarre. Yeah. Like, she seemed, like, nervous about actually trying it herself, but it's like, why are you still asking me, like, information but almost negatively? Yeah. So I didn't – needless to say, I didn't really want to keep that friendship because it seemed like it was just kind of – okay, you want my laptop or you're coming over just to like say, you know, give me weed or whatever. You know, it wasn't at that point. It's like, okay, I don't need, I don't need that kind of friendship. I'd rather just like, I'd rather talk to people that, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'd rather make friendships where they can understand what I do and relate. And that's when um, I went more on like the Amber Cutie forums and talked to models on there that, you know, really understood, like, even if I discussed, like, a show with this other girl, like, what I would do, she was like, oh, she's like, so you really have to, like, you know, talk to them, like, oh, so you, you know, have to, like, stick toys in your ass for, like, two hours straight, isn't that, she's like, I don't know if I could do that, like, well, I guess it's not for everybody, you know, and that's okay, but at the same time, don't be, like, passive-aggressive towards me every time I see you. Because that's, totally. that's how it felt. Yeah, and, like, that um, way that you're describing it, too, just sounds like she's almost, like, talking down to you about your profession and, like, yes. trying to like, – Like, when she would, like, just, like, oh, so you have to stick toys in yourself for, like, two hours? Yeah. It wasn't just, like, oh, so you do that for, like, two hours. The tone, the tone. tone makes such a difference, Oh, absolutely. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sorry to hear about that. That's really shitty. I mean, dealing with friends and coming out as a sex worker to friends can really go like one of two ways. They're going to support you or the other the other way is that they're going to go not support you and will be passive aggressive or will ghost you or will just not be friends with you. And right. I feel like all of us. There were a few others who did ghost me when they found out. Um, They just kind of stopped talking. I said, hey, I have this really cool new career I'm doing. I'm like, basically, um, I'm almost like an actress. And then when they found out, when I said more, they just end a conversation. I never got a text back. Wow. It's just crazy. It is crazy, especially like for people that you think are your friends or like, People that you invested your time and energy into those friendships and then for them to just ghost you is just so, like, disappointing and and discouraging at times, too. Like, did that ever – like, did you ever take any of this stuff personally or, like, did you ever feel bad or down about this? Like, At the time, definitely. Um, It affected a lot of, like – even my performance sometimes, like I would get on cam at night and I would just think I'm like, oh, is, is that girl watching me and just like laughing with her other friend? And sometimes I'd have to like pause because like I would get really upset and I, I wouldn't be able to really be myself. But then I, luckily I did have my boyfriend and I would tell him about this. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm worried about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, it seems like I'm just like a laughing stock almost in this town. He's like, who cares about this town? He's like, we can make enough money where we can get out of here eventually. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, think about it. He's like, there's cam models from all over the world. They don't have to be stuck in one place. It's like, you know, you could make your money and you could, you, we could stay at a resort for a month if we wanted to, as long as you're still working. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's true. I'm like, this doesn't seem so bad. He's like, yeah. He's like, you can walk out of here with your head held high. He's like, forget about them. He's like, they're just jealous anyway. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing he said. That's awesome. And I'm like, I don't know that he's like no it's okay he's like he's like you're beautiful you're great he's like go on there and you know be your beautiful self and like that really helped that's so great to have that support too because like especially like in the vanilla world it's hard to sometimes it really is just hard to get that support um right and we were basically surrounded by a whole community of people that didn't understand yeah i I mean (laughs) the town that you were from sounded i mean with the church and everything and just the the smallness of it sounds like, oh my God, it sounds so isolating, which also like brings me to ask you too, because sometimes sex work can be very, very isolating. Can you, did you ever feel like you were alone at times? Yes. Yeah. There were times, especially when like, say, um, 
you know, during my downtime after I'm camming, like I would watch porn sometimes to like spark an idea like, oh, maybe I could film something like this or in this particular category, you know, but then sometimes like I'd watch like girl, girl stuff. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, wow, they look like they're really into each other and they're like having fun. I'm like, I wish I had a friend around here like that, that I could film with. And it just, you know, or I think of like an idea, I'm like, oh, too bad, there's no one near me. And of course, if I said this idea, say like on Twitter, like there'd be a bunch of cameras like, oh, oh come yeah. over here, <laughs> you know, come see me, like, we'll do this one day, you know. <laughs> but then sometimes like, I would try like, um, in my local town to go on like, say like a dating site for other girls that were interested in like, say, hooking up with a couple. And oftentimes they'd flake out. Or if they found out I was a cam model, they thought that I wasn't real. Oh, what? <laughs> or sometimes from my picture, they thought I was like some dude just trying to like, you know, cap it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you with that. Yeah. Situation almost. So that made it hard in its own. Like I'm trying to socialize and find people out of my small town, but in the same state. And that was even difficult because like it was either they wouldn't get back to me or like they didn't like what I did for work or just, yeah, it made it really hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so- Sorry, continue. <laughs> a time where I've, I'm sorry, no, 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 a time no. where I felt I really wanted to like socialize and put myself out there. I just felt I kept getting like rejection where I was. Yeah. Even from another, another friend who was, um, who actually did watch cams and she knew about Chatterbait before I was like, Hey, would you want to try Chatterbait together? I tried with another one and she's like, Oh, maybe one day. And then, of course, like, she didn't talk to me for a while. Then she calls me up. She's like, hey, she's like, can I come over tonight? She's like, I really need a place to stay. I've been in kind of a tough situation. I guess she broke up with her boyfriend and she was like, that was, you know, she couldn't stay in her house. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, come over. I'm like, this is a safe place for you. So she comes over with another guy. What? Apparently the situation was she cheated on her current boyfriend with this dude and they were trying to like escape to my place because the other guy was like threatening to beat them up and all this shit oh my god that sounds like a freaking train wreck and i'm like okay i'm like well we're not gonna try chatterbait if this other guy's here like because then it's not fair it was supposed to be like just a girl's situation so i was like okay this is i'm like well you can stay but then it was like they were wearing out their welcome after five days oh my gosh not really contributing. Yeah. They didn't like buy food. Like we were the ones buying food and stuff. Oh. So it was kind of like, oh. it was the first time too, I had to get a backbone and say, you know, you need to go. And I wasn't very nice either. Cause after five, six days, I'm like, look, I'm like, it's been too long. I'm like, I need to really be able to work too. Yeah. Cause I can't, I wasn't able to work comfortably while they were there. No. It was either like, I'm in the middle of the show. I'm finally getting into it. Someone's going upstairs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. Oh or they're talking down there and they're being loud. I'm like, stop. Oh my gosh. That sounds so annoying and frustrating. Cause they're like in your space and they should be like respecting you. And like, yeah, I mean like they tend, they just sound like they were just overstaying and just a bad situation overall, but oh god, <laughs> does not sound like fun. <laughs> well, no. take us back to the story in terms of like um, you were able to leave your town. I'm not sure if that was chronological. Oh, also, I forgot to mention earlier in the show, but I guess now is probably a good time. There is a slight trigger warning, um, probably for the next little bit of the episode, um, yeah. a mention of sexual self. So. FYI, if you've made it this far, I'm sorry, you might have to skip for a little bit if that's a trigger for you. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so after all of that craziness happened, um, I kind of stopped um, socializing with friends for a while. I kind of just, you know, started working really hard, doing my thing. You know, um, me and my boyfriend filmed a lot of clips, too, during the time we basically just shut ourselves in. We didn't, we only left to basically like get food. Yeah. We walked to the store because we didn't, our car was still not working, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what we were doing. So, um, you know, during this time where, you know, we basically stayed in these few months, I didn't talk to my family that much mm-hmm. because I, they still didn't really know what I did. Doing, yeah. Um, so I told my mom, I actually called her finally and, um, she did not take it well at first. Okay. She was just like wait, so what are you doing? She's like, is this almost like softcore porn? She's like, you know, I, I could have seen you as doing so much more with your life. She's like, you really think this is the the last step for you? And I'm like, no, mom. I'm like, 
this is actually a passion of mine I have. I'm like, I see myself like using my acting skills in a, you know, content subject that I enjoy. I mean, I know it might be weird for you to hear because she was from a very conservative background. Right. Um, she had her own sexual issue. She was actually sexually assaulted when she was young. Oh, God. So she, it kind of um, didn't make like um, conversations we had and um, like it wasn't a sex positive home right. because of that. Okay. She tried to basically hinder away from talking about it. So I said, well, I've had positive experiences and I find this to actually be a healing career for myself. And she was disgusted mm. with that. She was like, what am I supposed to tell our great aunt who is actually a nun? <laughs> I'm like, well, you, wow. I'm like, well, you can tell her I'm a model. Yeah. And I can take some like professional like beach photos or something and just show that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm willing to work with you here, mom, but I wish that you were more accepting yeah. about me saying this and how, you know, positive I feel about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I told you before when I was at the bank, I wanted a job where I could be more creative and express myself. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what I found. She's like, well, I don't see it the same way for you. And I'm like, well, if we're not seeing it the same way, I don't think we should be talking for a little bit. And so I stopped talking to her for a while. Wow. Um, I finally talked to her again when I was nominated for an AWA. And I said, look, I'm like, if you don't think I'm passionate about this, I'm nominated for an award. I'm like, so what do you think of that now? I'm like, I really love this. And I'm like, and I do miss the somewhat of a relationship we had. I'm like, maybe we can just, you know, think of things a little bit differently. And maybe you could learn more about what I'm doing versus like, putting it down, like yeah. keep an open mind versus being ignorant about it. Yeah. I'm being and I'm like, and maybe it right. would help. <laughs> right. So that, that ended up being good. Um, but there was a point <laughs> Yeah, I was getting, I was getting pretty popular on many vids. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't have a many vids anymore, basically because I got a rude awakening on both my ManyVids account and Twitter. This is like two weeks after I talked to my mom too and we reconciled, okay. which was good. Yeah. Um, but it turned out um, my brother, my oldest brother, my half brother, um, who I, to give you a little bit more background, we've had issues um, ever since basically I became a teenager. Um, he used to live um, on a different coast than us at the time. So when he would come back and visit, it was like, Basically, once, like, I had a phone and I started, like, you know, texting and, like, you know, becoming an adult, he's like, oh, who are you texting? Who are you talking to? Being very intrusive in my yeah. life. Um, and especially, like, when he drank, he was very intrusive at times because he, he'd say things like, oh, I'm the best looking one in the family. Ew. Like, he'd go right up to me and say that. Like, what's that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> ew. And... There were times like I got I got like my school yearbook at the end of the year and he went like, oh, who's in your class? And I'd show him at, you know, at an appropriate point. And then I then like, you know, (laughs) I'd have to go to bed to go to school that night and he wouldn't leave my room. He's like, no, I want to look at your yearbook more. He's like, no, I'm going to look at your yearbook more. And he like went right, like blocking me from like shutting the door, like trying to like make him leave. Luckily, my dad ended up um passing by at the time he came home he's like leave her room she needs to go to bed and go to school he's like you're leaving good that's thank god it's really fucking scary yeah i'm so sorry that happened to you so um that that was pretty uneasy yeah um and he was always like that Mm -hmm. because as i said about many vids he found one of my videos and of course it was one princess sucks daddy's cock and it was me obviously me and my boyfriend he's like what the fuck is this he's like you're a complete disgrace to the family i'm gonna go to you know blah 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 mentions my town and beat up blah 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 mentions my boyfriend's real name and my real name at the beginning saying my first name you are a disgrace to the family oh my god (laughs) he made a thing to save the post and put it on his own Twitter and tag me in it. That with is our names terrible. and our location. Fuck off! Oh my god! Yeah, I am completely gutted right now. I, I'm completely speechless. This is horrifying. Yeah. Um. 
I literally like I couldn't even look at my Twitter. But luckily, my boyfriend was like, "I'm gonna close your many vids." I'm like, "Yeah, I want my many vids closed." Because he also messaged me on there. He had a fucking member account, and he fucking messaged me like, "What the fuck's that?" That's like getting a little way too intrusive, way in my opinion. Much. Yeah, absolutely. That's so terrifying that this happened to you. Ugh, I don't even know what where to what to say after this. Like, what? What was the aftermath of this? Because we ha- we don't talk about this that much on the show in terms of being doxxed, um, just because it is such an intimate um, and vulnerable and just a completely intrusive experience that anyone like should not go through. Um, no. Absolutely not. I'm sorry if anybody else has gone through this as I did because it's not fun and my heart goes out to you. Because <laughs> you're just, you know, you're trying to make your content. And I was doing really well on many vids at the time. But after that, I, I still don't have an account on there. Just because I keep thinking back to, like, getting that message in my inbox. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's completely traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. It is. Like, I don't want him. And who knows? Like, if he had a member account on there, he might still. And then he sees me again. I, it wouldn't put it past me that he would do that again. Honestly. He's, I mean, he does have his own, a lot of times, um, I feel like if toxic, toxic people, especially in your family are doxing you or, um, really crossing huge boundaries and doing this, a lot of it is they might have their own issues and they might always have, don't consider it like it's your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You're just trying to live your life. Yeah. The best thing you can do is take the measures to, um, you know, block, block and, um, you know, stop talking to them, you know, cut contact, cut your cords because it's not going to be worth it. It's just going to, it's just going to drag you down from living your dream. And that's how I felt at the time. Like, okay, you know what? That's it. And I'm like, I even said to my mom, like, I'm not going to so-and-so his, like, you know, any events that had to do with him, or if he was going to be there, I wouldn't go. And I told her what happened. She kind of, um, even though she was accepting of what I was doing at that point, she kind of wasn't very um, understanding. She was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like thousands of people found out about where I lived potentially. That was uh, the post was up for an hour before we saw it. I mean, it could have really like sabotaged things. It could have been dangerous. And I said, do you realize how dangerous that was? I'm like, <laughs> and I said, Remember when I was younger? I'm like, you were always like, oh, it's dangerous to share personal information online. I'm like, hello, look what just happened. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, at least it was fixed. I'm like, yeah, thanks to, and I said, thanks to my boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, yeah. But she wasn't, she kind of turned a blind eye to it. She wasn't very like, oh, what the fuck? And she didn't even like say anything to my brother. She just kind of like stayed out of it. It's like, whatever, I'll just fix it myself then. That's such a missed opportunity (laughs) for a parent, like especially if something as intrusive as that happened to one of your children. Like, And as you mentioned, completely dangerous. The fact that they're they're using your real name and it's in your small town and everyone knows each other, like that is so damaging, so, so damaging. And – you know, you never know what other people are thinking, what other intentions that they might have. There's so many crazy people out there. Like, you could have become a target. There could have been a target on your back for God knows what. Exactly. Oh, geez. Exactly. Yeah. That's and awful. just the fact it was both platforms, too. Like, you have to go in freaking many vids and Twitter. Like, both. Hmm. So, yeah, his account was blocked pretty quickly. We reported it. Um, for harassment and abuse. And I think his account got shut down after that. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Justice was served yes. because really what the fuck, you know, and yeah. it's almost borderline. Like, you know, why are you being that intrusive when, you know, you're my half brother? Like, it's weird. It's super you weird know? and like really <laughs> gross and pervy and just like crossing so many boundaries and so many lines. Like, ew, stay in your lane. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's gross. Seriously. Yeah. After a traumatic incident like this, and especially because you have to be on cam 
all the time and you have to have a certain mood and stuff as well. Like how do you pick yourself back up after something like this? Did you take a break after or what was your process? Um, I definitely took that night off. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, after that, um, the next day I kind of just woke up and I tried to kind of like forget about it happening, just go about my day as normal. Um, I'm pretty sure I did some coloring. Um, I love to color as like kind of an anti-stressor. Yeah. Um, and of course, like me and my boyfriend, like we both love the band tools. So like we would listen to music a lot together. Like he would play guitar a lot back then. So um, it was just like, you know, we just chill out together. And then um, at that point, like it just kind of like rejuvenated me into like a new day. And the fact that um, I always had my boyfriend too in my camera as my supporter back in the early days. And also he would um, help kick out like, you know, bullshit, like freeloaders. Awesome. Try not to have those like stay in the room. So um, that was always nice too. Like having him there is like, you know, my wingman and my supporter, like it just, it was perfect. That sounds um, awesome. I guess make a good team. that helped a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. I'm really, I'm really, really glad that you didn't have to go through this alone. Me too. I can't imagine. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I would have made it. I mean, I think I would have because I really do love the industry, but I don't really want to think about like just being, you know, living my life right now without my best friend, and that's my boyfriend. We've been together for seven years now. That's awesome. And he sounds like such a great supporter of you and the work that you do and just truly understands it as well. And the fact that he's like in your camera room like moderating and stuff too is awesome. So like you built basically a a really great team it sounds like and it sounds super healthy. So so I'm so glad to hear that. I'm really glad you have that in your life. Me too. I'm very grateful for it. I mean he – we also both, um, you know, after say – a few months after that happened, we really started thinking about relocating too. We're like, you know what? Like, we're sick of all this small town bullshit and the closed minded, you know, just twisted people around here. I'm like, let's go somewhere cool. Like, I'm like, where, where, where should we move to? And we both kind of thought about it. We were, oh, I can't say where, but um, <laughs> we found our ideal spot and it was quite the journey getting there. <laughs> um, and ever since 2018, um, I pretty much um, like turned my life around and I've been happy. I felt accepted where I am and even more accepted in the industry because I'm not afraid to like put myself out there. It took about a year to finally like, you know, let go of that stuff. And also just um, being able to plan and transition and move really helped too um, when I had those goals in mind. Yeah. I mean, talk to us about goals too, because I think that's so important to have like in any kind of aspect of sex work. I think it's important to kind of stay focused on something or have something um, that you can work towards. And then it just doesn't go for everyone, but definitely rings true for for myself and also for so many others. But I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think goals are a great motivating factor um, to keep you going with your work. Um, and also say it's like um, an idea for you to film. Um, that can also be a good goal. Like you can set into place to help you with another one to achieve, say, like, you know, buying that car you want or buying that house you want. Um, I think lists are always great, too. Um, I like making lists of like ideals like, oh, this would be great to work towards for like this month and um you know actually seeing it and writing it um helps you work more towards them because um you yeah. can envision it better I feel definitely like. yeah um, it keeps you accountable and I feel like as a cam girl like considering we can set our own schedules and you know we can earn as much as we want you know it's all up to us we're our own boss so um I think having goals really helps like you know keep your business striving and you know keeping yourself like thriving in life absolutely <laughs> so um yeah that's so and also if you're going through other issues at the same time it really helps block those out and you can escape into your own success yeah and that's what I did a lot that first year yeah so I mean you definitely went through a lot in that first year and I mean there's just so much that you've touched on over this past hour of, of chatting and like I really just want to commend you and your resilience and just really fighting through and like I guess now six years later you've been you've been camming now for six years um, um five 
five years, almost six. Almost six. It'll be six next. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it just, it really sounds like you found your calling and you've really been able to like really own your niche and own the work that you do. And that's so inspiring. And I really hope that it inspires other listeners out there too, especially um, from coming from a situation where that can really cause people to leave the industry. Because that, yes. that could have been an I option mean, for you. It could have been. But if I did, you know, I would still be in the same place I was, you know, with those other 2,000 people that never have really seen anything or, like, you know, been exposed to, like, you know, what the world is. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't go into too much detail on, like, you know, location basics. But, you know, there's people there were so close-minded and I didn't want to stay with that. I wanted to keep following my dreams. And if you feel like deep down, like, you know, what you're doing, even though everyone else is saying like, oh, no, but you're thinking, yes, like, you know, follow your heart and follow, you know, your senses. Um, Let that lead you. And if someone's like trying to, you know, be negative about it, then cut them off. You don't need that negativity. Just keep being strong and keep going forward. Keep those goals like that and, you know, as your ideals and yeah, just keep going. I love that. I I think it's so I, this is so refreshing to hear, and like it just sounds like we're we're pretty aligned on the same on the same kind of pathway. I would I would say, in in terms of like keeping your goals alive, and also just like having a vision, and just keep working towards it. Um, especially because yeah. sex work can be so monotonous at times, and it can it can feel like sometimes you're stuck in a rut, and it can be very cyclical. Like, can you tell us about like how you're able to get out of those kind of situations or like, like peel yourself out of those? Cause sometimes, I mean, it happens like with, with any job really, not just um, limited to the sex industry, but also any vanilla jobs for all the vanilla listeners out there too. Tell us about your process. Yeah, I would say that definitely can be a real thing that happens, um, especially after, say, a couple of years. Um, Mm -hmm. But really, the best thing to do is um, sometimes taking a little bit of time away can help because it kind of helps reset your brain back into like, you know, the newness and like excitement of it again versus like, oh, I have to do this. Right. Almost like, you know, a drag down thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And also during that point, say like you're away from it for a little bit. Something could just happen that like, you know, sparks your mind again. Maybe you see like, you know, a very exotic outfit on somebody when you're watching TV, like, ooh, I'm like, maybe I could do that on cam the next time. Like, oh, that's exciting. Like, oh, now I'm excited to go on. That's great. Or, um, you know, say you're shopping and then you see like this really interesting new toy, like, oh, maybe I could use this as like, you know, for a filming idea or in my new show. I'm like, oh, that could make me gape like even more. I got to get this. <laughs> Just different things like that. And it will kind of like, you know, spark an idea or like, you know, it works with like one of your fetishes that you do. Yeah. And, um, it gets you excited again. Yes. A lot of it is just that reignition of like, you know, lighting that spark up again or introducing a different perspective or a new perspective, um, which I think is really, really sound advice for anyone looking to kind of spruce things up a little bit or like, you know, if you're feeling kind of bored, then maybe you'll need, need a bit more inspiration. Right. Or even if you're just sitting there and you're feeling in a lull, just say, I've always wanted to do, but I haven't yet. Mm. And then whatever that is, like work towards how can I get there? That's a really good yeah. way. Because I mean, the time is now. It should be any time because we're the boss. So yeah. do it now. Do it now. <laughs> Why wait? <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel though, especially if it's like a clip idea. I can't wait longer than maybe three days. It has to, I have to do it. Like I'm That's so good. motivated usually. I love that yeah. too because sometimes ideas can escape you um, or you'll forget. So it's good to kind of keep on those fresh ideas when they are still fresh out, right? Yes. And if you can't have time to do it, say within that week, write it down. Write it down. Write down when you can. Yes. I'm all about like lists and keeping things organized. So yeah. yeah. And staying positive too. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> which I'm loving. And I'm so glad that, like, I mean, despite um, parts of your story that were very, very challenging and traumatic, I'm, I'm glad we were able to end on a positive note. Um, but, Snowy, before we let, we, we let you go, we do have some questions from the audience as well. So, why don't we go into those for right now? Sounds good. Okay. 
Where did it go? Okay. What have you learned from sex work? Oh, so many things. <laughs> um, I I would say um, I've definitely learned um, more like, I guess, street smarts, you could say, or like common sense things. Um, I guess like having people value your time. Um, so like, say like with, with freeloaders, because my main site is like Streamate now. I give people like a three strike rule. If they're going to continue on like with their own conversation or their own agenda, like they're going to get blocked. <laughs> or if somebody's trying to like coerce me, like, oh, would you, you know, yeah. <laughs> I would say um, I've definitely grown a backbone. Um, I don't mind setting my limits um, and saying no. Um, communication in general, because even if say um, you want to work with somebody else, um, clear communication and discussing boundaries, I think is super crucial at first. Because um, if you don't, it could lead to, um, you know, issues later on. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, clear communication, um, having a backbone, um, confidence. Um, I've definitely grown more confidence than ever being in this industry. Um, not only from um, like all the compliments I get, but from both like fans and models. Um, I don't think there's a more supportive community out there. Oh yeah, than sex workers really. So um, I'm grateful to be a part of it. And I'm always learning something new too. You know, they say, oh, you've seen it all. I haven't seen it no, all. No, no, it's impossible. <laughs> I'm always learning. Yes. Yeah, especially with like new kinks and stuff. And I love that um, I've always been an open-minded person, but even more so now, like I'm always looking to like, you know, try something new and I'm I'm very um, optimistic about it. So Cool. <laughs> I mean, well, on that note, the next question is, what is something you haven't tried on cam but you were wanting to try on cam? Ooh. <laughs> um, I would, I would definitely say, oh, I got to think about that. Actually. <laughs> um, maybe like um, a boy girl girl scene Ooh. or um, like a multi girl scene, like with maybe me and like five other girls. Ooh, fun. That would be fun. Yes. Be fun. <laughs> definitely more into like, you know, like multi performer stuff. I, I've done some. But I would like to keep building my experience with it. So Amazing. I love that. <laughs> yes. And the last one, um, what is on your bucket list? Hmm. Um, I would like to see more of the world. Um, if I could like travel, like one day if I could like be financially good enough to like travel to like ideal spots, like say um, like Jamaica would be cool. Oh, yes. Australia. And just be able to, like, still work and, like, cam and also, like, you know, like, share the experience of my trip and, like, being sexy, which is what I like to do. Yes. <laughs> but being able to travel and, like, you know, observe these places and enjoy the beauty. So, yeah. I hope that that clears that question up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, like, yes. I mean, I know you're a huge goal setter, so I know that's going to happen for you. Yes. Yes. It's in the works. I mean, I could see myself maybe like, like five, t even 10 years from now, if I had an RV and I could just travel, have my internet yeah. and do my thing, it'd be so cool. And I could meet everybody too. Like, Oh, Hey, cam girls, who's in this area? I'm heading this way. Oh yeah. Like, and you would, yeah. you would get, you would get a response <laughs> yeah. immediately. That'd be so awesome. That'd be so awesome. That's like my dream I'm working towards now. So I, love that. I mean, well, you'll have to make a stop up in Vancouver, Canada when I, where I'm based. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've wanted to visit Canada too. So that's on the, it's on the list. Yes. Please let me know whenever yes. you're in town. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> but Snowy, before we let you go, where can the world find you? Okay, so you can find me. Um, my main place is Twitter, and that's at Princess Snow 757 um, Three S's in that. And then if you go to my Twitter, I have a link tree um, with all of my other platforms, but I'll just say a few of them. Um, you can find me on Streammate as Princess Snow Angel. That's my main cam site. I do the most um, live shows on there. Um, my biggest clip store is Clips for Sale, which is a Snowy Angel's Clip Heaven. And then I'm also on I Want Clips as Princess Snow Angel. And Live Unicorns. Um, I do 30-minute um, scheduled cam shows on there, um, I would say, throughout the month. Um, I would say my next show would be um, sometime next week. I don't have it set in stone yet, but if you want to find my profile on there, Live Unicorn Snowy Angel. 
There we go. All of the things. Oh, gosh. This is such a great episode. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable and in sharing your story and along with the very intimate details that you shared with us. Um, it thank really, you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, sharing stories like this uh, just means a lot to so many people that are out there and touches a lot of people too. So I really hope that this message gets to somebody and that this episode can help someone out there as well. So, so thank you yes, I do too. so much. I really, really appreciate you having on. I'm so glad we were able to meet in person as well. Oh, <laughs> a couple months ago. I know. That was awesome. I feel like I have so many. Hopefully again at another event. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I do want to make my way to another adult industry event. I'm just trying to figure out my schedule for the rest of the year, which is kind of tricky. Yeah. But um, I'm in if ever schedules align, I'll definitely let you know if I'm in town again. But sounds good <laughs> for everyone else that's listening at home. You can find Strip by Sia the podcast on any podcast platform out there. If you'd like to write me a review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be really great. I, I love feedback. I love to hear what you think of the show. Um, and if you'd like to rate us five stars on Spotify. That's also an option for you as well. Um, again, no pressure, but that would greatly help in terms of other people finding the show and like visibility and searchability. And of course, if you want to support the show, it's patreon.com slash strip by Sia and strip by Sia on Instagram and Twitter, which I'm mainly active on there. So thank you so much. Snowy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was great to be here. Thank you. You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, music by Ted D, graphic design by Maria Bellandarama, and photography by Ian Dabrin. <laughs>